The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So hello for this fifth uh, talk on mindfulness of thinking. And um, one of the benefits that I've received from my meditation practice and especially from mindfulness practice. And um, is that I have a friendly relationship with my thinking. My thinking and I get along just fine. And sometimes I will, I will often know what I'm thinking about. And if that doesn't seem to be the important thing or the valuable thing or the beneficial thing to be thinking about, uh, it's relatively easy for me to change how I think. And um, so so in that way, it's easier to be friends with my thinking because um, I'm not obsessed, uh, oppressed by them. I'm not, they're not forcing themselves on me or I don't live under their weight. And I'm friendly with them, and I respect them, and give time for my thoughts. Sometimes I, when I when I exercise or go for walks in the hills, I give my thoughts free reign, just completely let them think whatever they want to think. And in a way that I don't in meditation, because then I'm kind of just sitting and being present, and and that full presence to experience means I'm not kind of traveling along with the thoughts and being the thoughts. But to give freedom to thinking, in, in when I exercise or, or when I go for hikes, uh, it's fascinating because it shows me sometimes, you know, something. What's going on for me, or what's what I'm really concerned about, or it, it shows me some some deeper place of some deeper kind of unfolding that might be going on, and thinking about something, reflecting on something. So. So I give myself time in my days to give kind of unfettered freedom to my thinking to think as it wishes. And uh, and then I practice with that, whatever that might be, or try to become wise about it or if necessary. And then other times where I don't do that, not because I'm aversive to thinking, but because there's a better game in town. There's more interesting things to do than to be thinking a lot. And that's to be aware, to be present and centered in the present moment and to just be aware of what's happening as things unfold. And um, now if thinking about things is what awareness is, and uh, some people confuse mindfulness with thoughtfulness, where we're kind of tracking and thinking about what's happening as it's happening, where thinking is uh, verbal commentary, verbal recognition, or through images and all that, then uh, that certainly can be valuable. But we might be limiting ourselves from the deeper satisfaction of being centered not in the head, not in the usual place where discursive thoughts happen, the usual place where reactivity to the world happens, the usual place where fear arises from. But we're centered from some deeper source of knowing which is has a quiet to it, has a peacefulness to it. And sometimes it can feel like it's uh, knowing without thoughts. Or maybe it's knowing 
which is accompanied by very simple thoughts, thoughts of recognition, thoughts of knowing, thoughts of questions. You know, what is this? I feel, you know, a ache someplace in my body, and there's a very simple thought. What is this? Let's bring attention to it. What would it be like to be aware of it really close and intimate? What would it be like to not be so close and intimate, but kind of observe it from a distance? So very simple kind of that uh, kind of questioning, con- contemplating, that comes from some place that's deep within, uh, or a place that's a little bit feels more at home from within than where reactivity comes from. And um, and part of the advantage of this is that we learn not to identify with our thoughts. We learn not to be our thinking. And for many people, as I said. Um, uh, they, who, who they think they are is inseparable from their thoughts. If they weren't thinking, they f- would feel they didn't exist. And, uh, but actually, we can exist brilliantly without being centered in our thoughts and, um, and thinking. So part of mindfulness of thinking is not just to be mindful of thinking itself, but to be mindful of the absence of thinking. And that could be when the thinking mind gets like the discursive thinking mind, the storytelling mind gets really quiet. The mind that goes on and on, that's in loops and spins around, gets really quiet. You can feel the quiet, the silence in the, that part of the mind. While there still might be some rudimentary thoughts of recognition, of questioning, what is this? And how should I be with this? But those thoughts are very gentle. And uh, so there's a quieting of mind. <clears throat> and... Um, and so, what is that quieting the mind feel like? What is it that's not thinking? And what is it, the awareness which arises that is not centered on thinking? And this is where mindfulness of the body and mindfulness of sensations is so helpful because uh, the sensations in and of themselves are not a thought. And, but they do belong to a kind of a deeper uh, process of feeling, sensing, knowing that's not centered in thinking. So part of mindfulness of thinking is being aware of that which is not thinking. Um, To come to the end of a thought and then what is it that's there before the next thought arises? When you... uh, So I'll ask a question of you and... How would you answer this question if you didn't use words or thoughts to explain it, to describe it, to answer it? And the question is, who are you? Who are you if you don't use thoughts to answer the question? So there might be many responses to this. But but uh, sometimes we realize that something different way of being, being alive, if we don't use the usual concepts, ideas, <clears throat> you know, I'm such a person, I'm this kind of person, I'm this kind of person, uh, as the answer, those kinds of, that, if that drops away, <clears throat> well, how do we experience ourselves, how do we experience life, uh, that is in a fuller, somatic, uh, experiential way, that is not um, uh, always through the filter of thoughts. 
And I liken this to um, uh, being finished with the menu and no longer studying the menu, but actually eating the food. If we're always living in the menu or living in the instruction manual or living in the screenplay, then uh, we're not really living our lives. And too much time living in our thoughts is more like reading the menu. And so to not, to learn how to be mindful of thinking in such a way that we start becoming free from being stuck in thoughts. We become free from identifying ourselves strongly with what thinking says to us. That we learn to be very respectful of thoughts. We can become friends of our thinking. We don't have to be opposed to it, but we're not caught in its web. We're not caught in its up in it. So then I'll end with a, uh, an image, a metaphor that I like to use when I teach this mindfulness of thinking. So imagine that you've gone for a nice walk. It's a nice day. You're walking in a park. It's a safe and comfortable place. And you stop uh, by the river and you lean against a tree of beautiful shade. It's very peaceful and pastoral. And you're very content and you have a nice little snack, maybe lunch. And you're sitting there and you're just enjoying the water flowing down. And some people can be almost pulled into the endless streaming of water as it keeps something very relaxing and just watching the water flow and flow and gentle little waves in the river coming and going and it's all nice and it's nice to be alive it's not be present the hike's been good you feel here content and then lo and behold coming down the river is a showboat with music and dancing and games and casino and great food and and uh, attractive people and the next thing you know you've been you're on that boat you've been on that boat for a few days and and you kind of wait how did i get here i was having such a nice contented time on the riverbank and how did how did this happen well you get off the boat and you finally make your way back up to where the tree is and once again you're there very content and happy watching the river nothing's needed no one to be no one to become no one to get no one to understand nothing to understand just there and then down comes another boat this time it's a war boat fighting the battle fighting the good war and you see it and but then the next thing you know you're on the boat for hours fighting the war you don't even know what war you're fighting but you're there manning the guns and directing the show and and then you kind of kind of come to and say wait a minute what am i doing how did i get there what's going on you get off the war boat you come back up to your tree you sit there next thing you know there's a decrepit old raft that's barely alive barely floating just limping along floating down the river all half drowned it just seems so poor and pathetic and and you feel sorry for it and as soon as you feel sorry for it you find yourself some hours later 
kind of somehow managing to sit on top of that raft and navigating down the river. And you wonder, how did I get on this raft? And then you make your way back to the, to the tree. And the next boat that comes down the river, you lean against the tree, take a deep breath, relax, and you just watch it go down and pass. And other boats come, you watch them go past. You don't have to get on. So this is the analogy for thinking. All kinds of thoughts can come along, all kinds of boats. Do you get on the boat and even don't even know you're on it? Fighting the good war, having the great fantasy, um, maybe feeling very sorry for yourself in some way. And all those things might <clears throat> be needed sometimes in life, but chances are they're not needed as much as all the boats we get on. So mindfulness is teaching us to stay present on the shore, the solid, safe shore, and just watch the stream, the flow of life in a, in a freeing way without getting on. So, um, thank you. So I hope this week on thinking has been useful. So next week I'm going to the, the retreat center, IRC, Insight Retreat Center, for a week to teach retreat. And uh, Don Neal will come and um, teach here on YouTube next uh, for the next weeks. And she's aware of what I've been teaching these weeks on the instructions and mindfulness. So she'll follow up in some way. There's, this mindfulness world is a wide world. So she'll follow up with maybe further instructions or in, that... Uh, you know, can build on what, I'm, what I did these times. And then I'll come back and <clears throat> in a week and a week from Monday. And then um, uh, I would, I'll, I'll do the same. I'm thinking, well, I was going to have this be a five-week series, but maybe there's more instructions to give and more way of staying close to the basics that would be useful for, for all of us. So um, thank you very much. And... Um, and um, I'm sure you'll enjoy Dawn, and I look forward to coming back in a week.